Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft Tapes. Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore, and we play Call of Cthulhu, a sci-fi horror role-playing game based upon the writings of H.P. Lovecraft. Your investigators of the unknown are... Matt, as Rocky Whiteside. I'm in a coma. People who are in comas don't say much. Gabe, as Roy McDonough. You can't make me give an intro. And Brian, as Jack Williams. Look like I picked the wrong day to start sniffing catnip. I remember up at Shawshank. It's out near the fence. Well, good morning, players. How are you today? How is everybody feeling after this spring ahead? Mm-hmm. Excited for the weather, I'll tell you that. We're getting like 50s today, right? Yeah, 59, only 10 away. That's not the sex number. I'll take any number at this point, man. That's right. That, that's the foreplay number. <laughs> One, whatever. <laughs> Well, listeners, if you would like to provide feedback or praise or just say hi, drop us a letter from beyond on Twitter at Lovecraft Tapes or join us on our Discord server at discord.lovecrafttapes.com where we talk about all kinds of weirdo stuff, including uh, whatever I'm cooking on any particular day. <laughs> and that's it. The show is brought to you in part by our generous fans and supporters on patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes. Whoop, whoop. And we would like to give a shout out Specifically to our folks who support us, we have Jeffrey Young, Rolling Boxcars, Holden Omans, Nicholas Hutto, Hoser underscore 21, Manda McCalla, Alexandra Kroska, Bifford, Marty Dixon, A. Jonesy, a.k.a. Grave Jones, Gregory Schmucker, Eric Setterberg, Quizzic, Eric Phillips, John Imray, Snow, Frank Delventhal, Shosura Aho, Mitchell. Malambra 57, Daniel Capron, Wouter Vermeyen, Robert Jamison, Jeremy Griffith, David Winterman, Olda Polkert, Nathan Crow, Brownie Davis, Dom Driver, John May, Davinia Von Zarevich, Eric Zane, Daniel Hissy, Phil Dickinson, Corrine, Lobster Johnson, Brittany Davis, Jefferson Bell, Madeline Turnipseed, Chris Parker, Elizabeth Grieve, Jeff Berry, Kyle Sherman, Jordy Rose, Barry Robeson, Snack Romancer, and our two old ones. The old, old one is Zachary Harley. Zachary. And our brand new old one, Orissa. Orissa. And uh, you'll be hearing more from and about Orissa in the episodes to come. So thank you guys. Appreciate all that support. I love chatting with them, though. Watching all the conversations. It's cool. We don't talk about that. Well, before we begin, we do need to take a quick commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsor. Stuck inside on a rainy day? Chase those blues away with the latest tabletop entertainment from HW Board Games. Touch your face. The rules are simple and easy to learn. Start by assembling a group of three to eight players selected from your friends or family or random passers-by and seat them comfortably around a table big enough to accommodate the mandatory six-foot social distancing rule. If anyone is visibly sick or coughing or sneezing, banish them to the hermetically sealed yurt of shame that's included in every box and that you've previously assembled in the backyard. Now you're ready to play. Take a deep breath and stare. Stare at your opponents. Keep staring at specific spots on their face. Try to make them think there's a spider tickling their ear or an eyelash fluttering on their cheeks or even a stray crumb from lunch at the corner of their mouth. Get into their head. Make them think if they don't reach up to take care of the problem, it's going to haunt them eternally. There. It's working. See Aunt Georgette's eyelid twitching spastically? She's almost ready to break. And when she does, you get a point. 
she must sit out the next round trapped in the yurt with any virulent players, breathing their air, hoping against hope she won't get it too. The game continues until there is only one remaining contestant who can now touch their face all they want, itching and scratching and picking, screaming as they tear at their flesh in an effort to dislodge an imaginary insect or excavate a particularly crusty booger. Hey, it's all in fun, and you have HW Board Games to thank for it. And don't forget to back our Kickstarter RPG, No More Toilet Paper, coming out later this summer. And we're back! That was the best ad I've ever heard. Feels like they were really phoning it in. Almost like they didn't really want to be making that ad at the moment, you know? It almost feels like somebody phones in every morning show we ever do. You guys have phones? I said keep them away from your computers! Hold on, let me call... Hey, Gabe. I gotta call Matt real fast, yeah. Are, are you there? Oh, hey, Cave. how's it going? Oh, I'm I'm listening to Hell House. Are you listening? Um, there's no signal. Sorry, guys. You're not sorry. According to Hannah, my 20-year-old house cat, that product and or service eases her troubled conscience about that time back in Tuscaloosa when she had to beat a hobo to death with a rusty railroad spike because they were fighting over a steaming pile of fish guts that had been left out in the sun by out-of-towners who often camped nearby. She buried the body of that toothless man deep in the forest where no one would ever find it, but on stormy nights filled with thunder, she swears she can sometimes still hear the echo of dull iron against the exposed steel plate in his head again deja vu now dear investigators if we don't lose connection to our internet we continue k's 10 praise previously on the lovecraft tapes frazzled and frayed the investigators turned virtual cats are feeling a bit neutered after wandering the blaine matter simulation with nary a clue as to what to do Digital Dobermans chase them from room to room, slowly sapping their strength with snapping jaws and oversized paws. But eventually they're feline more like detectives and manage to suss out the puzzle. Cat Jack and Cat Roy recover their means of escape back into the real world, though Cat Rocky succumbs to depression and is swallowed up by something less innocent and benign than a simple VR simulation. Rocky You're sitting on the edge of a hospital gurney, staring down at your bare feet, trying not to think about the flimsy, backless smock you're wearing. The nurse has left you alone for now, having carted off all the equipment that, until recently, was keeping you alive. It seems so strange to realize you were in a coma just an hour ago. You feel fine. Better than fine, actually. You feel alive. I feel happy. More alive than you've ever felt, in fact. A shadow slides across the floor, and you look up to see a man in a white lab coat holding a clipboard. He is reading intently, pushing his tortoiseshell glasses up on the bridge of his nose, then running a hand through his curly blonde hair before looking up at you with a smile that immediately puts you at ease. Good afternoon, Mr. Royal. I'm Dr. Walt Boxley. Uh, May I call you Rocky? Sure. Why not? Do you mind if I uh, take some uh, vitals? Only if you give them back at the end. So he pulls out uh, his stethoscope, pops it into his ears, and lowers your smock front slightly. Puts his stethoscope on your chest and is sort of moving it around, and then moves it around to your back. So how are you feeling? A little dazed, slightly confused, maybe a combination of both, but uh, better since I've woken up. Dazed and confused. Well, that's that's not too... Dazed and confused, hanging on by a thread. Do you remember anything when you are in the VR situation? Ah, uh, I remember cats. And I'm not talking about the horrible movie adaptation of a musical. You seem to be in pretty good health. Well, here's the deal, uh, Rocky. Before you came out of the coma, we had just pronounced you dead. 
Well, at least I won't have to pay off my house loans anymore. For about 20 minutes, you were lying there unresponsive. And then we were preparing to take you downstairs to the morgue for the autopsy. And you woke up and pulled the breathing apparatus out of your own throat. Sounds like something I would do. Those things are rather annoying and slightly scratchy. Especially on the weekends. Uh, Yes, yes. For somebody who was brain dead, I would not expect you to be up and talking. But here's the thing. You're actually, there's nothing wrong with you. You're in perfect health. Uh, You've got us kind of in a quandary here. But if you wouldn't mind, we'd just like to take a little bit more data. Uh, I know that LaGrasse is on her way down to talk to you some more. But as far as I'm concerned, from a medical standpoint, you're at the peak of health. So you wouldn't happen to know where that scientist was, the one who made the simulator. I just, I think he needs a little bit of feedback for the tuning for the program. It seems just a little bit harsh. Yeah, he's he's uh, taking it pretty badly. Um, I know they've got him in interrogation right now. Lagrasse wants some answers on that. There is actually a forensics team examining the virtual reality simulator to uh, further find out what's going on. When Lagrasse comes, she'll have some more information for you on that. Do you mind if we take a few more tests? Oh, not at all. I understand how these things work. It's it's not the first time I've, you know, come back from the dead or anything, but... Oh. Why don't you rest here just for a moment, and I'll be right back, okay? Be right back. Jack and Roy, it has been a tough day. After your meeting with Lagrasse, it's been bittersweet to prepare for your first Delta Green mission, but to do so without Rocky's participation. Despite the complicated relationship with the mysterious Arroyo brother, you've grown used to his presence, having relied so long on his unique skill set and invaluable insight while battling the Dagon cultists. Now, you'll have to adapt to a new team member. Who will it be? You push the anxieties aside and try to focus on preparation. As Legrasse noted, it's a simple sweep-and-clean operation of a former Delta Green informant who died recently, and time is of the essence. Sounds like it shouldn't be too confrontational, probably more of a grind than anything else. Of course, you won't know finer details until tomorrow morning when you meet your designated control officer at the Millennium Park Post Office in Chicago. What are we going to do now? We're going to go do this mission and then everyone here is going to like me. How are you doing? We've never really had a chance to just the two of us to talk. I'm fine. Don't ever ask me that or I'll break your legs. How am I doing? Okay. You're doing fine. Don't ever ask me that I'll break my legs. Yeah. All right. How are you doing? God damn it! <laughs> you son of a bitch. I told you I'd break my legs. All right. Doesn't sound like you really want to talk, and I, I can respect that. I didn't say I don't want to talk. Uh, what? I don't want to talk. Okay, good. I'll break my legs if you do. I just wanted to make sure you were fine with the, the loss of your brother. I'm pretty happy about it. Seriously? He was dragging us down, and you know it. All of his rules. Then I'm going to go pack. If, if As long as you're good and your mind's in, in the right space. I have a hard time dealing with people who have respect for human life. Oh, uh, all right then. What's your insanity at? 50 out of 63. Roll for humanity. I'll meet you at the drop pod. All right, sounds good. We'll meet our uh, new teammate, I guess. I hope it's George Clinton. Yeah, he does bring defunk. We could use some of that right now. Yeah, I like defunk. I'm pretty sure he would work at a place called Delta Green, even if by accident. Well, for what it's worth, I'm, I'm sorry about your brother. Thanks, I guess. And I'm going to walk away and go start to pack. And I'm going to go do meth. With George Clinton, of course. Yeah, well. Duh. Well, knowing the fact there's going to be probably at least six or seven guys with us 
on the travel. I'm going to pack a bunch of candy bars and sweet tarts and stuff so I can sell them. Just like camp, I'm going to make some bucks and a knife. Just in case the deals go wrong. Because I know that I can trust what Delta Green tells me, so when they tell me it's simple, I know it's simple. I'm going to spend a lot of my day just at the range, and I'm not really going to bother with whatever kind of stuff. I'm just going to bring some uh, garbage army foods. You do have access to your long sleeves now. Hi, Bruce. Hey, how's it going, buddy? Sorry about your brother. Yeah, he'll live. I shouldn't say anything, but it wasn't looking good. I saw, but he's a little wuss. He always gets put into a coma just to get attention. And he puts his hand on your shoulder. Hey, Bruce, he's not in a coma anymore. That's good. He's passed away. That's what I heard. That's less good. Dad's not going to be happy. I can put a word in for you for, with the grass if you wanted to bail on this uh, mission. No, I'll see him after the mission. When we get back, I'll worry about it. I need to do this now. All right, Bruce, I understand. We all have our way of grieving. Here, here's long sleeves for you. I've, I've got it uh, all charged up, and uh, here's an extra clip. Use it wisely. Thank you, Bruce. Hey, no problem. I'm going to walk up to them as they're talking, say, Hey, hey, Bruce. You're not part of this. Get out of here. Do you mind if I grab uh, a 9mm from you? Hi, right, Bruce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's find it. Uh, Mr. Williams? Don't give it to him, Bruce. He's going to shoot you. I'm not Bruce. I'm Mr. Williams. You're Bruce. I'm not a friend. Bruce, Bruce, Bruce. Spruce? Bruce, Bruce. Spruce, Bruce. Yeah, I call us 9mm Spruce. You mind if I get a, get a 9mm Bruce? Yeah, it's fine, Bruce. Just out of curiosity, buddy, did you ever meet Batman and accidentally reveal his identity? Oh, I'd never do that. But I, I just could envision a scenario where he saves you and you're like, thanks, Bruce. And then he's like, oh, shit, who told you? Meanwhile, at the Delta Green Hall of Justice. Da-na-na-na. Fish are friends, not food. Hey, Bruce, here's a little something extra I got for you. This is this here is a it's a titanium spork. Just in case for those rations. It's spark. Spork. You saying fork? Be careful with it in your backpack. It's it's kind of hard to search for spork. Why would spark be in my backpack? No spork. I I hear what you're saying to me. Bruce, read my lips. Spork. Well, I read your lips, and what I got was I don't know what that means. Am I wearing a red shirt? I don't think so. We gotta figure this out. Speak slower and English. Spoke. Spoke. Wait, Mork from Mork and Mindy's here? Nanu, nanu, mother... Alright, I gotta go. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the one. Bye. <laughs> okay. Oh. I could have just looked at the thing he was handing me. He was talking about this insane Delta Green invention that's like a spoon, but also a fork. So make sure to put a titanium spork in your belongings. And uh, Jack, I think you have... Short sleeves. You can name it whatever you want, buddy. But it's a 9mm, so you're going to want to put that in your weapons. Firearms, handguns, James Bond singing. You got all your stuff that you're going to take with you? Yeah, I'm bringing extra socks. I'm bringing extra brooms. After a quick dinner in the mess hall, where you happily discover you will not be attending tonight's double feature of Cat on a Hot Tin Roof and Sleepwalkers, the two of you gather up your gear and proceed to administration. There, you and your possessions are thoroughly inspected by a security team before being escorted onto an oversized freight elevator, which whisks you upward after one of the armed guards swipes a passkey over a reader. There are no floor designations or other buttons inside the car, but it takes several minutes to ascend, and during the journey, you feel your ears pop twice. 
Finally, the doors open onto an expansive concrete that extends for as far as you can see, lit by wide LED strips set into the surface and protected by thick glass. A few hundred yards to either side, you can just make out the semi-translucent curvature of walls that arch high, high overhead. Beyond is the encroaching darkness of night. Just a short walk away sits a small private jet, engines whirring in preparation for takeoff. The boarding stairs have been lowered, and a familiar figure stands nearby watching you. Well, it took you long enough. What? I run up to him and grab him on the shoulder. What the hell? You you were dead, dude. Were being the correct tense for that, as I'm quite alive at the moment. Look, somebody's got nine lives. Did Delta Green have anything to do with this? Tell you what, once we're in the air and away from a few of these prying eyes, we'll have a discussion on that. What I'm hearing here is that you suck at dying. Yes, pretty much. Man, it is good to see you. And at that stage, uh, out of the uh, cockpit, a gentleman pops his head out. He's all smiles. Don't get penisy, kid. He's got, like, windswept hair. He's wearing uh, headphones, dressed up in a captain's uniform. He's like, hey, guys, you guys ready to go to Chicago? Windy City. I hate you. Oh, come on, man. Hop on in. I look over at Rocky. I'm like, you first. You deserve it. All right. Push him into the plane, shut the gate, and run. (laughs) Detonate the charges. If the plane ever reaches speeds below 55. Oh, shit. So you can't land. Oh. The name of the movie? Bus 2 in the air. All right, so I'm going to get on after him. As you guys pile into the plane, which is a very nice private jet with leather seats. This is gorgeous. Oh, it's just gorgeous, darling. It uh, would fit, like, basically six people tops. Okay. It's very small. What jet. about their bottoms? You can see that each of the seats has just got plenty of room, and there's a little tray of uh, water. As you pile in, the captain is, like, smiling and shaking your hands. He's like, hey, guys, just call me Ace if you need anything. Uh, Ace, uh, what's our ETA for arrival? A couple hours away, so. Is that technical? couple hours? <laughs> what, you in a hurry or something? Uh, kind of, yeah. What's up? Uh, not us. Aren't you guys the trainees? Uh, no. I am. No, this isn't your first mission for Delta Green? Nope. Is this your first mission? Uh, absolutely not. Where were you tomorrow? Huh? Exactly. Get up there and fly the plane even. Uh, you guys are a bunch of kidders. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see how uh, green you are. How wet behind the ears. Gross. I'm dry here, buddy. Uh, consent, sir. He licks two fingers and shoves them in your ear. No, I didn't say I gave consent. I said you have to ask for it. Oh, oh, I totally misunderstood. <laughs> oh, shit, my bad. <laughs> I forgive you. On his behalf. Namaste. Step out of the cockpit and be like, I finished your pre-flight checklists. Let's get off the ground. And I'm going to go sit down. Thanks, man. Oh, shit. <laughs> hey, mister. Call me Ace. Can I have permission to Harrison Ford Rocky off of the plane? I think you mean Gary Oldman off the plane. <laughs> Don't tell me what I'm referencing. All right, well, you guys settle in and uh, we'll be in the air shortly. Feel free to talk amongst yourselves. Bye. Click. Shoves himself in the cockpit. <laughs> he says click and runs away. Click. So how was death, Rocky? Well, it was really nice until I came back from that. I was not the happiest. You know, we finally get a chance to get some rest. And, uh, you know, every time I think I'm out, they just pull me back in. I can take you out again if you want. Well, it's fine. I'm, I'm here. I might as well finish this. So do you remember anything at all from when you were in there? Bits and pieces here and there not not a whole picture as far as i can recall i felt like i was being watched really yes. like the the feeling of being watched or you physically saw somebody or something were they watching you every step i took they were watching me was it my sister 
Sometimes I feel like... He was directly referencing a different song. While I was out, after you left the simulation, I found some sort of something oozing in through the front door. That strange, empty blackness that was out there started filling in the house. So, of course, my first thought was to touch it. Yeah. As I was out, there was something there. That's why I was so confused about them saying I was dead. It, was, it wasn't just an end. There was some sort of large mass below me that I was falling towards. It just looked like a very large collection of eyes and mouths. Oh, man. Well, that is definitely not good. No, but I have a feeling that it's directly related to what happened to that simulation and what happened to me. So you think it was a simulation and not an afterlife or... No, I think somebody did something to the simulation and that was just some sort of side effect from it. I think there's a third party involved in this whole thing that we've been unawares of the whole time. Like who? I haven't even been to the first two parties. You guys never invite me anywhere. Wow, those parties were sick, man. You missed them. Oh, yes, they were really great. You Don't lie, you weren't there. I don't want to get sick. Whew. Thank you, then, for not inviting me to this. Everybody there ended up with the coronavirus. Especially since I've never washed my hands once in my life. Oh, shit, guys, we gotta buckle in. Dumb. We had turbulence, Roy smacks the ceiling. Don't tell me you haven't ever dreamed of riding a plane standing up. I have done it. All right, so I'm going to go get on the wing. Rocky, I need you to look outside and yell, There's a man on the wing! And then, Jack, I need you to say, No, there isn't, dumbass. Go sing Rocket Man. Let's do it. I'm going to start banging on the windows. So, uh, you guys are in the air for a couple hours. Johnny Ace McNamara does come back at one point, leaves the plane on autopilot. Hey guys, uh, you guys like a candy bar? I got some here, just a buck a piece. No. Aren't you hungry? I will trade you a candy bar for some sweet tarts that I brought along. Oh yeah, that's, that's a trade, man. All right. I got some uh, uh, Milky Ways, but it's the white chocolate variety. You can leave. The door is right over there. So. I'm going to stick with what I got. I could trade you this knife for it. Stab. Anybody know how to fly a plane? <laughs> I'm going to start eating my dehydrated pot roast, but not hydrated. <laughs> Start drinking my dehydrated water, but without rehydrating it. I'm going to just take the sweet tart, stare at him as I eat them. All right. Well, if you change your minds, just come on up. Uh, I'm not doing anything up there. So just, you know, whatever. Good old professional Delta Green. <laughs> we fly the friendly skies. We're Delta Green. All right. Well, uh, we'll, we'll be on the ground shortly. So uh, strap in and. Uh, oh, in. Okay. I'll, I'll see you on the flip side. Jack, you know you're going to get cramps from eating that crap, right? I don't care. I needed to make a point. Who eats white chocolate candy bars? Dummies. Psychopaths? Oh, them too. Uh, I mean, Roy's nickname in college was white chocolate, so... Yeah, but that was for a different reason. And nobody ate it, so... Actually, my nickname in college was sexual white chocolate. Your stage name doesn't count. Well, more people called me that than they called me Roy, so... Hey, everyone, it's sexual white chocolate. On a serious tip, boys, do we know what we're getting into? A uh, simple smash and grab, right? It's not a smash and grab. A simple stab and sweep. Yes, a stab and sweep. Make sure Roy's in the front. I believe that uh, the agent has deceased, and we're here to clean up after him. Make sure he didn't leave anything behind. Doesn't they? Don't they have a maid service for that? How many times have we done this? I mean, this is this is going to be a cakewalk. But let's let's stay frosty. Frosted tips. Stay thirsty, my friends. Where did that guy come from? Dosaki's virus. I don't always have a virus, but when I do, it's incredibly deadly. <laughs> Man, this dehydrated stuff's really making me thirsty. 
Here, have some dehydrated water. And happy Sunday morning. The Lovecraft Pot Tapes is brought to you by... Brought to you by dehydrated water. Sponsor us, dehydrated water. I'm going to have a seat and buckle in and just kind of uh, get in the mental set for what we're about to do. Within just another hour or so, you feel a uh, touchdown. Do we go for the extra point or do we just... No, we just give up. You're the one who knows sports ball. So what we're going to do is we're going to try and trick the refs and let it so we can get a second touchdown. I like it. As the plane comes to a stop, Ace comes out of the cockpit. He's like, all right, Windy City, am I right, guys? We're here. This is one of the worst cities in America. Why are you excited? I'm going to hand him one of my packages of sweet tarts and say thanks for the flight. Oh, thanks for the tip, man. Appreciate it. Here's a little white chocolate for you. I hand it to Roy and walk off. I throw it on the ground and spit on it. Oh, come on, sexual white chocolate. Don't be like that. I might be sexual white chocolate, but I only eat dark chocolate. It's Delta Green after dark. Ace pops open the uh, cabin uh, stairway, shakes your hand. I'll be seeing you guys in a couple days. Uh, We'll head back to uh, headquarters. Mm, That's what you think. You sure that we don't have a different pilot on the way back? Well, you might actually. I don't know. I'm going to stick around. I like to have a little fun here in the Windy City, if you know what I mean. Impossible. Good luck with this clean and sweep. Don't worry. We'll find a way to mess it up. We always do. Well, good luck, boys. And uh, oh, your your driver's right over there. And you see this very large black suburban parked just shortly away. And as you look around, you see that you're in a what appears to be an abandoned airfield. As a matter of fact, Jack, you see a bunch of like forests surrounding the entire airfield. It looks pretty secluded. Farm to table, baby. As you approach the black suburban, the driver gets out. The guy looks like he's about pretty close to seven feet tall. Holy crap. He's completely bald, very pale. It is nighttime out, but there is like a lone light that he's parked by that's casting illumination. Just on the truck, the guy almost looks like cadaverous. He's just sallow, yellow, and he's just looking at you, waiting with his hands clasped in front of him. Hello, you taking us where we need to go? He nods and opens up one of the back doors. Thank you. Thanks, Lurch. So creepy, it almost reminds me of home. All right, I'm going to jump in, but right before I'm going to go, shotgun, go to the front and get in. And I'm just going to kick him in the shin and walk forward. Ah, son of a... I get in the back seat. As you get in, he shuts the door and, and takes your luggage or whatever, handbags, backpacks, and tosses them in the back. Watch out for my Louis Vuitton. No scratches. And then he piles in, and he hasn't said a word. All right, I'm going to lean over to Rocky. Your brother hurt my shin. Welcome to every day of my childhood. This is your childhood? I'll lean over to the driver. And do what? You burp? Consent, man. Rules of the road. That's why we let Roy take the front seat. So what's up, Grabby? What's your deal? What's our mission? He looks at you and reaches into his coat jacket and pulls out a card and hands you the card. On one side, it has a phone number. And on the back, it says, I cannot speak. And? That's it. He couldn't write anymore either. After he hands you the card, he just turns back towards the front, starts up the vehicle, and starts driving. Thanks, brother. I'll flip the phone out, and I'll uh, dial the number. And his phone rings, and he looks at the phone, he looks at you, shakes his head, hangs up. I think I dissed you, man. It's clearly, uh, if you need a ride, give him a call. All right, let's sit in silence now. So he drives you probably about 45 minutes. After that, he drives the car. The nighttime uh, cityscape of Chicago looming in the distance, coming closer, closer, closer. As near as you can figure, you're probably a bit north of O'Hare. 
there. I hear banjos drive faster. And he pulls up to Cloudgate Hotel, which is on the corner of East Washington and North Garland Court. Okay. And stops and parks and goes to the back and gets your bags out, sets them on the curb. Is that a subsidiary of the Screen Door Inn? Nope. Damn it. Sorry, Roy. I hate life. Millennium Park is nearby. I'm also on record of hating Chicago, so I would refuse to learn any geography. I have criteria for whether I hate a city or not. Is it Boston? If no, I hate it. It's a pretty extensive list. You're welcome. And so the driver just stands by with his hands clasped. All right. I uh, grab my bag and give him a nod. He nods back. Head into the hotel. Gonna grab my bag and follow Jack into the hotel. I'll give him a high five. He returns your high five. Oh, nice. Friends. Holds the fingers, maybe just perhaps... Slightly too long. Aww. And they clasp. And a love is born. He holds up uh, two fingers on one hand uh, to emulate a telephone. Call me later, baby. Love lift us up where we belong. And he never breaks eye contact as he moves back into the driver's seat and rolls away. I'm going to miss some guys. And now you're dead. All right. So I'm going to go up to the front desk. And the Cloudgate Hotel is... Not the best looking place. It's pretty run down. It's a a far cry from anything that would be considered luxury. Probably the only reason that it was chosen was the proximity to the Millennium Park. And there's just a single bored looking clerk there. Yeah, can I help you? Okay, Toots, give me your most screened in room. Oh, Toots, huh? All right, uh, what's the name? You got a reservation? Uh, It's under under Delta Green. (laughs) Secret organization. Yep, here I have it right here. Mr. Green, uh, three rooms. Got it right here. D Green. Here's your keys. Thank you. Need help with the bags? Because I really don't want to. No, I got it. You know what? I would like some help. Well, ask that guy. He just said he needs some help, so he can give you a hand. There you go, Roy. Uh, if you need anything to eat, I think there's a Chinese place a couple blocks away. You're not sure? I don't know. I, I bring my sack lunch. I just work here. I just work here. I don't <laughs> I don't live here. I live in New York. <laughs> I, live in New York. I commute, motherfucker. <laughs> All right, I'm going to grab my bag and uh, then I'm going to grab my sack and then get head to my <gasps> room. <laughs> and I'll go as well. And I'll have Jack carry my bag because the guy said so. I'm already gone. Sorry. No, you're not. Yep. I'm I'll gone. throw my bag at the back of your head. I step to the right as I sense it coming in. And while they're trying to argue over who's holding whose bag, I'm already in my room. Oh my god, now he has teleportation too. So true to form, the rooms are very spare, not fancy at all. As a matter of fact, they're much smaller than Chicago rooms should have any right to be. And the uh, water's a little bit rusty, kind of smells like rotten eggs. Like, oh my god, it reminds me of Louisiana. The memories come flooding back. Mama. Gma. Gamma. 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 I shake out of it. Roll for sanity. Peel back the comforter and throw it on the floor. That's good, because it had like a layer of dust on it, as if this room had been used in quite some time. I'm going to examine the bed closely to make sure there's no bed bugs. Go ahead and give me a luck roll. Oh, I needed a 23. I got a 3. That's an extreme success. Yeah, actually, it looks like the sheets underneath the dusty comforter quite clean 1800 crisp. thread count holy crap egyptian cotton and that's the only good role you're gonna have for the rest of the scenario so i hope you enjoyed it i did so i'm gonna sleep well tonight boys i'm gonna check my watch and see what time it is that's about that time okay oh uh, you know it's time you get a watch idiot probably in the neighborhood of let's say close to midnight 
get ready for bed, go brush my teeth. I'm going to lay out my outfit for the next day and kind of look at it, make sure it looks good. Does this match? Is there anything else in the room other than a bed? Is there a desk or a TV or anything? Uh, There is a TV that looks like it probably has maybe three channels, and one of those channels is... HBO, Showtime, and... (laughs) And porn, oh. As far as a desk, there's like uh, a little console stand but that's it okay what console does it have on it is it a playstation a gamecube an xbox it's a stadia nice that's my favorite i'm going to make sure the door is all locked and latched and ready to go upon getting to the room and being severely disappointed i'm gonna go and bang on rocky's door i'm gonna open the door what the fuck do you want all right I know that you got some kind of computer with you or something with internet access. I need to borrow it. What for? The room doesn't have a screen door. And this is a problem? I need to drop ship one in. Going to reach into my bag and pull out a tablet. Just don't get any viruses on it. I know the websites. Don't get me... Don't be stupid. Corona viruses. Then I'll swiftly get online to getscreendoors.net. .edu. I'll order the overnight shipping to the hotel. There you go. Yeah, you can do the uh, you can do the overnight shipping or you can pick it up the next morning at one of the convenient lockers around Chicago. Delta Green lockers. <laughs> I'll have it given to me, thanks. Or they can have it for you by noon tomorrow. Installed. I don't want them to install it. That takes away all the fun. I'll have it delivered uninstalled. Thanks very much. It'll be to the hotel by noon. Okay. Then I'll go back to my room. Happy. And I'll lay awake waiting. Looks over at the clock. 12.01. Lays back down. Looks at the clock. 12.02. Lays back down. Open, open, open. I'll stand around, like, reopening and closing the door, trying to get the perfect blend of not letting bugs in, but letting the breeze through. I'm going to take a shower and brush my teeth. And then we're going to sweep the room for bugs just to make sure that Delta Green's not listening. Go ahead and give me a roll, please. Find cockroaches everywhere. Uh, I needed a 60. I rolled a 10. That's an extreme success. I hope you like your roll because that's all you're getting for the whole scenario. You go over the room with a fine tooth comb with your amazing innate ability to suss out these things you take apart the smoke detector you look up underneath the bed inside the ramshackle closet just scouring everything you take out the light bulbs check and make sure they're just normal light bulbs and it is completely clean you're pretty sure that even if delta green were spying on you they'd have a hard time hiding it into this piece of crap hotel awesome and you hear from the next room she's looking there's a hole in the wall with an eyeball No bugs, though. A boom mic comes out of the ceiling. <laughs> Ow! Get, now we have to redo the whole sequence. Aren't you glad that you used that extreme success to find nothing, when a failure would have also found nothing? Now that I'm satisfied that I'm not being spied upon, I'm going to change into my pajamas. He hears a whistle. <laughs> Oh, thank you. The pajamas I wear. You remember how I met your mother? I have like the Barney Stinson like suit pajamas. And then I'm going to lay in bed and I'm going to take the tablet that I gave to Roy earlier and I'm going to spend a little bit of time attempting to see if I can't find some sort of dark corner of the internet that can explain what I saw when I was in my coma. Ooh, okay. Wow. Uh, Why don't you go ahead and give me a search for that? Oh, I needed a 70. I rolled an 86. 
All the screen door pop-ups on your tablet, you can't do anything. <laughs> screen door porn. Yeah, you found the article, but the virus just shut it down. I hate myself so much. Delta Green had a firewall on that certain website. What you saw was so nebulous and nameless and unutterable that you're having a hard time coming up with the proper search terms to like put something to it. And each time you think about what you saw, it becomes less substantial in your memory. So that is how you guys pass your evening, and you do have a 9 a.m. meeting with your control officer at the Millennium Park Post Office, which is only a quick walk away. So you can tell me how you spend your morning, if anything. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the screen door. And screen door will be there at noon. I'm waiting. Okay, I'm going to go to the front desk. And there is a different clerk sitting there. Short little guy uh, who only has one arm. Okay. He has a very pencil-thin tie and a plaid shirt. He watches you come down the staircase because there is no elevator. He's just watching you with wide, unblinking eyes. This plastered smile on his face. Did you say they were hungry eyes? Hungry eyes. Walk up to the desk and say, hey. And two fingers, I'm going to motion him towards me. Hey, I'll give you some Visine if you can tell me where to get Booberry. Blueberry. Oh, yeah. Oh, blueberry. Oh, the cereal. Uh, yes, I, I believe you can get that at the grocery store. I believe there's a uh, Rite Aid just down uh, three blocks. It's February, so I call bullshit. February brewberry. <laughs> yeah, brewberry. You've been foiled. Just admit it. I slide the Visine over. Thanks for the information. And walk out. Thank you. And he takes the Visine. Give me a spot hidden. I needed a 77. I got an 82. So, uh, yeah, you turn away after giving him the Visine. Head towards the door. Stop a second. Swivel on my heels. Which way? Three blocks. Do you not have Google Maps? I don't. You should download it. It's very good. Is it near the Chinese restaurant? Yes. Okay. So I walk out and just go straight. Into the street and in front of a bus and you're dead. That's me. I'm going to go to get some Chinese food for breakfast. And yeah, for sure. You can absolutely find a Chinese place within a couple blocks in any direction. He walks into the Chinese place and I'm already there ordering food. What a coincidence that we would end up at the same one. I knew he could teleport. I'm talking with my mouthful. So what's up? Well, I was kind of hoping that maybe for once we'll get a mission that's actually as easy as everyone says it is. People underestimate us. Maybe a sweep and clear might be a little too easy, but... Eh. I'll swallow. Alright, here's how you need to look at it. Whenever anyone tells us that it's an easy mission, it's gonna be stupid and hard and annoying because we're not good at our jobs. But, when someone says this mission's gonna be stupid and hard and annoying... That mission ends in like five minutes because we're great at our jobs. That's what you need to think about. So yeah, it might be difficult and annoying now, but one day we'll be like generals in the Delta Green. They'll be like, oh, you got to go take out this third world dictator and we'll do it in like two minutes and we'll be done. If you say so, Roy. All I'm saying is everyone said, oh, finding something random on a boat should be easy and it took nine years. So And two movie shoots. I guess we'll find out. How's your egg for young? You're not here. Jack, you find some booberry, no problem at the right age. And I'm talking to everybody as I go down the street. Hey, nice outfit. Not so windy today for the Windy City. So you guys are done with breakfast? Had my booberry with some nice coconut milk. Nice. Satisfying. 
Dude, what was your fortune? Well, my, my fortune cookie is telling me that I should work with what I have. It's telling you that size doesn't matter. The other cookie that I have says that the best way to predict the future is to create it. Keep in mind, Rocky, it only comes true if you eat it. The fortune or the cookie? Hey, I got you one too, Jack. Thank you. I open it up. Lucky numbers? That's not a fortune. You laugh now. Wait until you get home. I don't have a home. I eat it. I eat the fortune. Ah, paper cuts all the way down. I am not eating the cookie, though. I'll open mine now. Ooh, what'd you get? Help. They're beating us in this factory. Oh, shit. And then I'll eat the cookie. (laughs) All right, well, the time is fast approaching where you need to meet your control officer. Hey, give that number a call. We need a ride to our control officer, unless it's very close to where we're at. It's within walking distance. It's just within walking distance. All right, you guys ready to go? About as ready as anybody could be. All right, let's go. If they really can't wait until 12. Come on, and I'm going to start walking towards Millennium Park. And you see a very sort of run-down post office, so you can tell this is not well-used. Probably one of the decommissioned ones that there's only post office boxes for pickup of uh, local residents, that sort of thing. Jack, you spot a gentleman standing outside who is dressed up in a long trench coat, leather hat that looks like an old cowboy, and it droops down in front of his eyes. The morning light is hitting in such a way that it creates a shadow underneath the brim, and you can see these very bright green eyes looking at you, watching you as you approach. Bright green eyes. So I'm just going to walk up and stand next to him and look out at you guys. Family picture! Click. Can we get a selfie together? I know it's not a selfie because there's two of us, but you know what I mean. I got this, guys. I'll walk up to him. So, you got green eyes. Oh, yeah, I do. Bruce, what's your favorite letter of the Greek alphabet? I like me some uh, Delta. How about you? I also like Delta. Well, let me see here. One, two, three. Ah, you guys must be the new crew. Ha, we're from Omega Red, and then I'll shoot Oh, shit! <laughs> Get him, boys! Let me guess here. Hey, you must be Roy. I am Roy. Your reputation precedes you. Do me, do me next. Who am I? Uh, Fred Williams. How did you know my dad's name? No, you're Jack. I know. I, I have all your pictures right here. And you pull <laughs> <out things. laughs> all your pictures. Damn it. Let's go over here next to this tree. All right. Uh, I'm Slicer, by the way. That's a cool name. Oh, thanks, man. Not. <laughs> and I'll high five Rocky. Just, you, you, got him, you got him good, Roy. So uh, you guys ready for this? Mm-hmm. What do- it, don't worry about it. It's a real simple process. It's going to be no issues. I glance, I glance at the other guys and be like, here we go again. Uh, Very easy. It's going to be... Uh, okay, so who wants to be the cleric? <laughs> I pull out my knife and just continue to stab. And- he fell onto my knife. He fell onto my knife eight times. All right, so he- here's the deets. Here's the deets. Here is the address. And he slips you a little piece of paper that has a key tape to it. The address he gives you is South Albany Avenue and West 21st Place. And unit 237. Got it. And I'm going to give you a handout. And this is a summary of a report on Clyde Bauman. Date of birth, 328-1945. Family, wife, Marlene, from 820-1948 to 11-2-2002. Daughter, Sharon, 
born 9-12-1967. Son Michael, born 7-28-1974. Occupation, Bureau of Internal Revenue, later IRS, from 6-11-1965 to 9-1-1999. Retired as Assistant Deputy Commissioner for Operational Support. Affiliation with Delta Green, active with group from 1967 to 1970, taking part in 11 operations, details unavailable, numerous consultations with a specialty in taxation and property confiscations, no current association with the Delta Green group. Hmm. This weakling only had two kids. So he hands you this piece of paper with all these details on it. Jack and Roy, that name, Clyde Bauman, actually rings a bell with you guys. Hmm. It did back when Legrasse gave you some details initially, but that sort of solidifies it that in addition to being someone who worked for the IRS, he also did provide some FBI information from time to time, but it, it was sort of before your time even. You just happened to remember his name from some reports that came across your desk long time ago, decades ago. That's what rang a bell for you. Okay. We've got uh, some more details here for you. Here's what we need you to do. Bag them and tag them. Got it. Snag it, bag it, and tag it. Proceed to uh, his residence. Remove any evidence of Delta Green's activities that you find. Okay. We do have a bit of a problem because his heirs are on their way, and they're going to be here in 48 hours. So you have until 9 a.m. in two days to make sure everything is clean. We'll get it done now. Right now. It'll take 10 minutes. After I leave... That's all you're going to hear from me until we meet again in two days. Involve nobody else in the operation. And if I don't hear from you by 9 a.m. in two days, I'm going to assume that the mission is compromised and another cleanup crew is going to take over. Trust me, you don't want that. Understood. If you find signs that uh, Bauman violated Delta Green security, report them. That's it. Easy. Trust me, sir, I'm going to make sure that nobody ever even knows that this guy existed in the first place. Except his kids, right? I mean, you're not going to kill his kids, right? Well, why not? Did you bring that ball device from the movie Arrival? We're going to need it. Yeah, I got several. No, but I have this one from Phantasm. That one doesn't clean a room like the ball from Arrival. No, it makes more of a mess. Yeah. Implosion grenades, anyone? All right. Any other uh, questions, guys? How tall are you? Yeah. Uh, I'm around 5'9". Uh, it's a handsome height. Where's the closest Froyo? Froyo, nobody eats that anymore. All right. Where's the closest warm yogurt place? Whoa-yo. New Wagyu. Wagyu yogurt. Any other questions? Uh, I, got, I got other places to be. I'll see you guys in two days. Where else do you have to be? I have another uh, crew on a different mission. Are they better than us? No, you can't be Mr. Pink. I got a Mr. Pink on another job. Good thing I didn't want to be Mr. Pink. All right. We will see you at the house then to clean it out. No, 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 no. You stay here and make sure he doesn't leave. All right. We'll make sure the kids don't arrive. No, 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 no. You you stay here. Got him. Don't let him leave. So you come with us? <laughs> yeah. We'll see you there. Are you driving? So you want us to tell the news about Delta Green? <laughs> Hello, sir. Do you have a moment to talk about our Lord and Savior, Delta Green? And uh, he, he sort of smiles and doesn't break eye contact and disappears into a hedge. Homer? We're going to need to get a ride over there. Let me see what we can come up with. Taxi. And a taxi pulls up. Yeah, where are you going? South Albany Avenue in West 21st Place. That's like just 15 minutes away. Yes, but it's February. All right, hop in. But nobody can sit up front. Y'all got to sit back. Backseat middle on the hump, I called it. Why did we call a taxi when we could call our buddy? Who? What do you mean? You know, tall boy. <laughs> tall boy? Yeah, he gave me his phone number. 
Oh, you didn't give us that information. Cool. We're going to get in the taxi. Go, 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 go. He peels out. He's like, why am I, why am I rushing? Roy's out of the corner going, should I call? Guys, tall boy's going to be here in a minute. He's going to be here in 45 minutes, guys. Come on. All right. So, yeah, we'll all pile in the taxi. <laughs> guys, we got to be secret. Um, We're going to South Albany and 22nd place. What brings you guys into town? An airplane. I was just here visiting some friends. I used to have a, like a nephew who lived over here at those apartments. It's uh, yeah, they're okay. What was his name? Mike. What was his full birth name? Michael Jordan. Wait a second. Well, here here we are. That'll be uh, seventy three fifty. Rocky, pay the man. <laughs> Hand him a hundred dollar bill. Keep the change. Yeah, you guys have a good day. Yeah, just uh, use the app if you want to. The taxi app. We have an app now, so you don't have to raise your hand like a goddamn animal. And he speeds away. I go taxi, <laughs> <laughs> and just wave goodbye. Goddamn animal. I love taxis. You're standing on the sidewalk outside of a apartment complex. It's a just a couple buildings. They're like early 1960s design, very blocky and just drab. It's all about personality, all right? You see some like people walking around, uh, kids playing, that sort of thing. Cool. The apartment complex. Each of the apartments are accessible from the exterior. So we're heading for what? A unit 23 something? 237. I was close. You locate 237 with very little difficulty. Nice. I'm going to do a double knuckle wrap on knock on the door just to make sure there's nobody there early. Uh, You don't get any response? Shoot the lock off. Take the key. Slowly slide it into the handle. It's a perfect fit. Spit on it. In turn. And inside, the thing that immediately hits you is a scythe trap from the ceiling. And that's why you always let someone else go first, Roy. Is a smell of cigarette smoke. Smells like home. A kind of like sour smell. More like body odor. Slowly pull out my 9mm and keep it down to my side. Check my perimeter. So I'm going to make sure there's nobody on either side of the door entrance. The carpet looks like it hasn't been cleaned in a long time. Cigarette burns next to a lazy boy. The hallway leading back. Galley kitchen that is off the living room. Typical apartment. Yellow stains on the ceiling. All right, boys, I'm moving to the back and working our way forward. And I'm going to head towards the back of the apartment. Walk into the apartment and follow him towards the back. And I'm going to go too. Straight line. Do, 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 kick. Do, 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 kick. You go past the kitchen down a little short hallway where there is a closet. And then there are two bedrooms actually at the back. You want the left bedroom or the right bedroom? I'll take the left. I'll take the kitchen. That leaves me the right bedroom. So we'll start with Jack. You open up the uh, bedroom to the left. It has a queen-size bed, and there's a dresser. Rocky opens up the door to the right, and this is another bedroom, but it's being obviously used as an office and for storage. Roy, you pop your head into the kitchen. It's bare. A couple cans of beans on the counter. Pop one of those suckers open and start eating it cold. <laughs> a fridge which has a, uh, looks like some sort of drawing or something hanging on it with a magnet. I'll look at the drawing. <laughs> looks like it's uh, something a little kid made. It's a crudely drawn human figure with uh, two gold stars on it. Wow, this kid sucks. <laughs> and you can see the there are two names on the uh, drawing. Cassie and Grandpa. All right. She misspelled Grandpa. I'll fold that up and throw that in the pocket. (laughs) Then I'll check the fridge inside the fridge. Condiments. Condiments everywhere. You got mayo chip. You got mayo sturge. You got mayracha. You got mayo. (laughs) 
<laughs> mayo pickles. Mayo and pickles. Empty milk carton. A bunch of condiments that are mostly gone, crusted over. Uh, nothing. Nothing of any interest, really. Well, what about the freezer? The half tray of ice, and it's been in there so long that it shrunk down to about half the size of an ice cube in each of the filled trays. Concentrated cubes. Lick it. Lick it. Lick it. The ice is built up so much that it's like almost a cave on Hoth. I'm going to take the ice cubes and go shove them down Rocky's shirt. He's in the other bedroom, so you can do that later, but put it in your pocket for later. (laughs) (laughs) Put those ice cubes in your pocket, Roy. Anything else you want to do in the kitchen? I guess just check, like, uh, the drawers, because I know a lot of people keep, like, papers in the kitchen for easy access. You're looking for a snack? Oh, sweep of the kitchen. Uh, Looks like there's just cartons and boxes in the cabinets, some pans, that sort of thing, but nothing of any interest. So we'll move on to Rocky. Beeline for the desk and start checking anything that's on the desk or inside of the drawers of the desk. There are quite a lot of papers here. It looks like just decades worth of crap. And it's going to take you and or many of you a significant time to sort through this to see if there is any sort of Delta Green material uh, hidden in it. going to turn towards the door. Roy, get your sorry ass in here. What? Grab a box. We need to start sorting papers. And I'll grab a box. But I will not start sorting papers because he's not the boss of me. So we'll move along to Jack. Head to the dresser first, slide it out from the wall, and do a hand sweep behind and underneath the dresser. Make sure there's nothing attached that's hidden. Uh, No, it does not appear to be anything hidden. You do see on top of the dresser, uh, there are a bunch of photographs, like I said, and a ceramic paperweight of a child's head print with the name Cassie, age four crudely painted on it. Pick that up and examine all the way around. Make sure there's nothing carved in or hidden in the back. Doesn't appear to be. I'm going to do that with each item on the dresser and put it onto the bed after I inspect them. There's just a bunch of photographs of possibly the previous owner and uh, his wife. Okay. It looks like there's also some high school graduation pictures. You assume maybe they're kids. Do they look dated, the high school graduation photos? They look older. They look faded. The style that they're wearing, maybe the hair or that sort of thing, appears to be probably 80s, 90s. They have mullets. On the one picture, it does say Clyde and Marlene. Okay, good. On the other one, it does say Michael. On the other one, it does say uh, Sharon. Sharon, yep. And uh, then there's a picture of the little girl, and that, that says Cassie. Cassie. That's why I said Cassie. She's a fine girl. If there's no Delta Green stuff there, I'm good to go. There is also a bathroom that was connected. I'm going to go into the bathroom then. Turn on the water and leave it running. Keep my eyes closed, though, and reach for the faucet, turn it on, and then leave without looking anywhere. The bathroom looks to be quite a mess. There's a broken towel rack, a cracked shower door, a few fragments of a broken ceramic toothbrush holder swept into one corner. You get more of that sour smell in here. Okay. It's very intensified. Gotcha. You kind of get the impression this is where he died. Get out the Febreze. I'm going to walk into the bathroom. I'm going to shut the door. He wants to get high off of dead body smell. Use my hand and go uh, across the top of the door frame. Make sure there's nothing up there, like a key or anything taped up. A used needle. <laughs> he was diabetic. Uh! I'm going to examine the walls in the bathroom. Are they tile or are they just drywall? Drywall. So a uh, quick uh, cursory examination of the bathroom reveals nothing. It's pretty much as it looks. I'm going to open the door and say, I looked at everything, nothing is here, and go across the hall and see if I can help them go do whatever they're doing. Who has a counting of 30% or better? I have it of 40. Ordinarily, it would take 12 hours to search through all this crap. 
but you can basically split it up 12 hours divided by three is four hours roy has accounting which will help even more what would ordinarily take one person 12 hours we'll take the three of you two hours to search through this stuff you're welcome so a couple hours goes by and you find nothing really of any interest that pertains to delta green except for one thing ah you find out, Roy, as you're flipping through things, that Clyde Bauman owned a cabin up north about four hours away, and you find the coordinates for the cabin. Boys, we're going on a road trip. <laughs> Tune in next time as we play another reel of the Lovecraft tapes. Um, I think we're going to encounter the old ones and they're gonna need to have sacrifices in order to- they're gonna want a shrubbery it's like two levels with a little path that runs down they're the like, middle what the hell are you doing at our cabin i think that something will happen there hmm mm, i doubt it all right then now it's time for some hashtag recommendos please roll d100 so it's gonna be brian matt me then gabe brian all right um mine is a netflix show i am not okay with this a teenager that's navigating through high school, having to deal with uh, friendship. She's awkward. She doesn't know her sexuality. And on top of it all, she's starting to discover that she has powers. And she doesn't know who to trust or if she can trust anybody. And uh, it's it's the whole development of what would you do if you had ultimate control over anything in your life when you're a teenager who has no control over anything in their lives. It's a really fun story. It's got Sophie Lillis from it she's the main actress so it's got some dark comedy in it got some really good gore in it which is nice i figured i'd try it just to see everybody was talking about it it's called uh, i'm not okay with this all right matt today i have a recently released game called death and taxes you play a newly created grim reaper who takes on the job of a grim reaper except in this universe being the grim reaper is an office job you wake up every morning you go down to the office you sit at your desk and when you get there there's a note from your boss that says, hey, here's all your profiles. You know, this number of people need to die. You know, you have to kill everybody who has this kind of background or you need to save anybody who is 35 to 40 years old. And so it's a, a day by day going through and, you know, earning your pay by killing people and saving people. And you can use the money you get to go down to the basement and buy trinkets from the skeleton who lives in the basement. You can buy, you know, little things for your desk or you can buy new outfits for your Grim Reaper so you can get different suits and different kind of like heads to replace so you get a cool degree of customization. It's really interesting because it's a, it's a very story-based, narrative-driven game kind of in the vein of something like Papers, Please, for those who have played that. You can choose to do exactly what is told of you or you can go ahead and just not. Like if he says, hey, you need to kill four people and you have six people on your desk, you can just kill all six of them if you want or you can not kill anybody if you want and the choices that you make can have different kind of effects and outcomes on what happens in the future. And you can kind of see you get like a you get like a little like almost Twitter like app on your phone every morning that shows you what happened on Earth because of what you did. So if you, you know, kill a scientist who was working on a cure for a virus, you go on, you check the app the next day and all of a sudden there's a pandemic spreading around the world because the one guy who could have cured it, you killed. So it's uh, really funny. It's a has a lot of really great humor to it. Uh, The story itself is is really cool. And you definitely do get to see bits and pieces of your choices affecting what happens in the planet below. So it's Death and Taxes. It is on Steam right now for 13 bucks. And if you're still not sure if you want to play it or not, it has a free demo. I'm up next, and this one will excite Matt. 
I am going to recommend Stadia. This is Google's answer to the console wars, and the answer to that is don't have a console. Instead, you can stream your games to your device, including your phone, tablet, PC, or TV, not to mention all the other hackable devices out there people have discovered. So you see people (laughs) taking like Google Home Hubs or something and hacking them so they can play the games on them. My setup is a PC with controller or keyboard and mouse. I also have two TVs, each with a Chromecast Ultra connected, and the Stadia controller, which actually is the best experience is to use the stereo controller with the Chromecast Ultra. There are a couple pros and cons. Pros are, obviously, there's no installation, no updates. It's extremely fast. Uh, You can move from device to device and pick up exactly where you left off. It's nearly flawless. It has a console-like experience. The cons are, it's a fledgling service, so you're sort of at the mercy of your network. There will be more titles added later, that sort of thing. It needs to grow. But in the final recommendation, this is sort of the future of gaming. I Everybody knows that by now. Even Xbox is doing their version. And uh, there is a free version of Stadia coming soon, so anybody can try that out. Otherwise, the pro version is 10 bucks a month. And for that, you get discounts on games. Also, you get one free game per month to play to add to your library. They've actually been doing two to three per month since launch. So so I would highly recommend Stadia. That is my recommendo. Gabe, the wonderful Gabe. You're next, buddy. I, I have a board game to recommend this week. It's called Crusader Thy Will Be Done. It's you and it's I think it's two to four players. You are working as competing crusaders trying to take over Europe. You're trying to conquer the most territory and the mechanic of the game I find is very interesting because the way it works is you have a wheel and you have like these pegs that are on that wheel and with each turn you can do the action that your pegs are on but then you have to move them like across the wheel so it limits what you can do each turn and it makes you strategize because you know the pegs are going to have to move. It lets you strategize well if I do this turn this turn I can do this in next turn or the turn after. And I think it's just a very cool way that to play the game that I had never seen before. That's Crusader that I will be done. It's by TMG Games, which is becoming my one of my favorite developers. And that's it for this episode of the Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere you on podcast. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Meanwhile, you can find us at lovecrafttapes.com with links to all our hashtag recommendos and social media channels, including Reddit, YouTube, and our Discord server. We can chat with Gabe and me and Brian and Matt in real time. You can find me on Twitter at Lovecraft Tapes. And if anybody can make sense of the numbery things on these papery things, hit me up on Twitter at the Real Weird Kid. And if anybody is a mute that likes to drive places, you can find me at Lovecraft Gabe. And I need somebody out there to get me the coordinates to this cabin before next recording. Reach me at Brian Podcast. Until next time, roll four. Cabin in the woods, cabin in the woods. Shower scene. The Lovecraft Tapes podcast is copyright 2020. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes. Audacity. Fistful of audacity. Starring Clint Eastwood.
That'd be kind of hard to do, considering how old he is. He, he doesn't do much nowadays. Matt, did you see that on Twitter? David Ehrlich, I think, the guy for who writes for Variety. He does all the movie reviews. I love him. And he, he posted a picture of Clint Eastwood talking to the empty Obama chair. Oh, yeah. And his caption was, 2020 director Lee Wanell, the invisible man. <laughs> Give it a one out of ten, because I couldn't see the man. Welcome to the Brian Craft Tapes. <laughs> No, just kidding. Hey. That was a good one. Clap 2.0. <laughs> Gross. It itches. <laughs> oh, did we lose Gabe again? I don't know. He's froze. Gabe. No. Gabe. Yep, he's froze. Damn it. Gabe. He's hungry, froze. I think we call this the Froze Bros. Brand new podcast. <laughs> Gabe. 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 Gary. <laughs> Gary. Oh, Gary. Here's even better, though, guys. Uh, I totally forgot to hit record on the uh, video. Cool. Gary. While we do this, I'm going to do my display settings so my display doesn't fall asleep anymore. It was a Windows update that did that. Everybody's bitching about it. I guess Microsoft thinks they know better, right? Yeah. Hey, we're going to conserve the power for you whether you like it or not. We're trying to prevent the spread of coronavirus by putting your monitors to sleep. Wi-Fi went down, he said. Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi when you can walk. <laughs> We're renaming the Patreon to the Get Gabe Better Internet Fund. He just needs to go to a McDonald's to broadcast of all the people. Uh, beep, 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 get off that play place. He's inside the ball pit at the McDonald's. And that's just in the bathroom. So for the listeners at home, I'm currently the only one here. I feel like I should say something funny, but I don't do well under pressure. Um, airplane food. What's up with that? Yeah. Um, so you seen any good movies lately? How about that sports ball? Weather? Each time Gabe disconnects, we should just go... Hey, you. Who, me? No, not oh. talking to you. Why Jeremy would I? No one you. talks to you. <laughs> all right, all right, but yeah, you. Uh, uh, me? Yeah, I lied. I just want to make you feel bad oh. so you might buy the product. I'm very oh. uneasy. Here's okay, my good. wallet. That's the goal. <laughs> Do you hate making commercials all the time? Oh my god, more than you know. Well, I got this new product. Uh-huh. It's a gun. Oh! And it allows you to have someone make the ads for you. Oh, I like that, then, I think. Can it be a sword instead? Well, do you want it to be more or less effective? Oh, true. Less. Okay, so <laughs> you take this sword, and you just walk into your nearest ad council... And then magically, they'll start making ads for you. Nice. They record them, too? Or do I have to set my audacity You gotta settings? do all that. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not that effective. Uh, can we go back to the other one, then? <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> How much should I pay for this? Six or seven easy payments of something? <laughs> uh, no, we do eight, because it's even easier to do oh, more payments. the magic number. What's your favorite number? Three. So, eight payments of $3,000. Oh, that's actually not bad. To never do a commercial again? Yeah. All right. So, you can send that to my house, and uh, 
I'll work that out for you. You take Venmo? No. You got to mail Hashtag it to me. Hashtag not sponsored. Sponsor. Oh, wait. This is commercial. You got to mail me the cash. I will mail it to you. I'm pretty sure if you just tape it all together and put a stamp on it, it'll work. 800 envelopes divvied up. Sponsor us, stamps.com. <laughs> no, I'll do a free, a free ad for stamps right now. Nice. Well, I'll take three. All right. Ads. Get to it. I point the sword at you. Cop out. Let him die. Cop out. <laughs> By Kevin Smith. <laughs> Starring Bruce Willis. Sponsor us, Kevin Smith. You can use it as a power brick. It's a power brick. It's all charged up. <laughs> Just put plug in this USB cable. I think Matt had a stroke. <laughs> He's in a coma. <laughs> That's so insensitive. <laughs> All right, so Roy gets shotgun, and actually, uh, or you can all, all you can all fit in back too. Can we all fit in the front shotgun? <laughs> yeah, does he up. have two extra bench seats up front? No, but we'll just sit on each other's lap. <laughs> it's it, okay. Is it a double wide car? <laughs> boys on boys on boys. Boys, boys, boys. Boys, boys, boys. You're right, though. <laughs> I know we're both gonna suck, Matt. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're, we're both gonna suck, Matt. <laughs> yeah, sorry. He got an extreme. We both have to. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> it's part of the part of the the latest rules. Yep. And has like a floppy hat. Oh, Glad you said hat. <laughs> floppy hat. A floppy yeah. A floppy a disk drive. No. Uh, well, with the trench coat, I didn't know it was going to be three point five or. Oh. Hey, Brian. Do you have any gray poupon? I don't. Do you have any oh. poupon gray? I, I can poop on your gray. Sounds like you're going to poop on your own gray. Sorry, there's some banging outside my door. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Gabe, I told you we were saving that for later. <laughs> and this is... <laughs> 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 what are you doing?